We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, along with Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com on this Wednesday. How we doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I know that you and Vince did a podcast last night, but I'm going to ask you about it because our listeners would like to hear you uh, talk about it. I'm sure the uh, I just got done talking about the college football playoff rankings so your first reaction was what when you saw him Brian well from a Notre Dame standpoint my first reaction was like okay that's probably one spot lower than I had but it was in that range that I thought that Notre Dame would and should be in you know I think the big thing was well, how would they look at Wake Forest you know and then how would that Notre Dame's loss be compared to Wake Forest I, I was comfortable with where Notre Dame was and I think Notre Dame's in a position where they can climb up I had much bigger issues with a lot of other rankings in mm -hmm. there uh, one of them was not Cincinnati I, I've kind of had this debate with several people I actually had Cincinnati seventh in my initial rankings really? because Notre Dame made Cincinnati look a lot better than they actually are uh, they have not impressed me all season. I thought Notre Dame played terrible in that game. That game was more about Notre Dame than it was about Cincinnati. I said it before. I've said it since. Uh, and Cincinnati's done nothing to make me feel otherwise. So okay. I understand. I, I feel bad for Cincinnati because they really tried to schedule better this year. It's not their fault that Indiana stinks. It's not their fault that UCF is down and, and they don't play Memphis and you know, it just it's a, not a great year for the for the AAC, but they're just they're not one of the five best teams, in my opinion. All right. What do you think about Oregon sitting there at number four? You know, I again, I spent the first segment talking about this. The, the playoff committee, they essentially validate their own rankings by how they kind of stack things, you know, behind them. Like Michigan yes. State is three. And then, oh, Michigan is is seventh. So, you know, that looks like an even more impressive win. Then you've got these other Big Ten teams in there. And then you've got Mississippi 17th with a 5-3 and three record, and that makes yeah. Alabama look better. Yeah. You know? Well, and then they kind of they kind of do some fork-tongue conversations. You know, like they're, they're hammering Notre Dame for only being up 17-13 over North Carolina, but don't bring up the fact that Ohio State was only beating Tulsa 13-6 and Michigan was only beating Northwestern 10-7. to 
you know, and, and you talk about Mississippi State being 17, they lost to Memphis. Right. And they beat right. Louisiana Tech by a point. You know, so there was a, there was a lot of uh, recency bias, which the committee in the past has not done. That was concerning for me. Uh, the fact that Wisconsin was in at 5-3 and three because of why, I don't know, because they beat Iowa maybe. Uh, maybe it's to help Michigan and Notre Dame's resumes. I don't know. How do you have them in at 5-3 and three and you don't have Penn State in at 5-3 and three when Penn State has a win over Wisconsin and a win over number 13 Auburn? So, you know, Wisconsin's claim to fame is what? We got trounced by Michigan and and, uh, and Notre Dame, but we beat Iowa? You know, it, 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 was, it was very concerning. And then having Oklahoma 8 behind a couple, like four, four teams of the loss were ranked ahead of Oklahoma. Right. But Oregon I'm good with because I, I Oregon, you know, obviously, they, Oregon has the best win of any team in college football. And they had a couple games where I didn't think they played well. But to me, I kind of give it a little bit of an asterisk, you know, because of what happened with Joe Moorhead, their OC, who was rushed to the hospital the day of the Stanford game. They lose in overtime. They don't lose that game, in my opinion, if, if Joe Moorhead's there. It's kind of like looking at it when a team doesn't have their starting quarterback, you know. And, and so I couldn't have Ohio State over them because they beat up a bunch of bad teams when, in fact, Ohio State's 2-1 and one against the three decent teams they've played this year. Uh, and I think Minnesota was also one of those ones you talked about, Sean, is you got to get Minnesota in there to justify Ohio State being five. Right. Because, you know, that's really the only the only ranked win that I can think of that they have is over what? Minnesota, right? Who yeah. lost to Bowling Green. Right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I mean, they could easily have put either SMU or Texas, who are both seven and one, somewhere at the back end of the poll, and that ultimately, right. you know, gives some teeth, to, you know, to what's coming up for Cincinnati. But you know, neither one of them are ranked right now either. So yeah, but you've got seven and two Fresno in there, right? To back up exactly. your point, why is exactly. Fresno in there? And who that's, barely yeah. beat, you know, who lost to Hawaii and barely beat NFL? Um, uh, UNLV. Well, it's it's the the good win for for Oregon because you can't justify putting any of the other Pac-12 teams in there because they're all terrible. They right. all have at least three losses, you know. So yeah, you're absolutely right. They've done this in the past, but they really did it this time. But how do you have a seven and two Fresno in over seven and one Houston or seven and one you know SMU? And SMU not being in there really hurts them even more because SMU has a chance to kind of climb up the rankings a little bit. You know, they could get inside the if they would have started, let's say twenty third. SMU could have climbed up to like 17 or 18 by the time they play Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And then if Cincinnati beats them, they're still a top 25 team. Right. 
now, if they're not in the top 25 now, they may jump in in a week or two, but they're going to fall right, right back, back out, out when again. Cincinnati beats them. Yep. The only chance they have is Houston. Houston still is 7-1. and one. They're not ranked in the top 25, but they won't play Cincinnati till the AAC championship game. Because right now, actually, Houston is undefeated in the league. Their only loss was the first game of the season to Texas Tech. They haven't lost since. So that that that's the only hope that Cincinnati has because some of these – Three and two lost teams are gonna are gonna fall out, obviously, because they're just not good. So I mean, what it all boils down to, even though Notre Dame is sitting there at tenth, they just to me they need so much to happen for them yeah. to have even a chance to make the playoff. Basically, they need what they need to happen in the next four weeks. What's happened in the first eight, which is utter chaos, and that's what's been so <laughs> right. fun about this season is like you're like, well. You know, I don't know if I see a loss here, 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 and here. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I would say that the way this season has gone. You know, like, well, Georgia's not going to lose to anybody. Well, I'm like, 2019, Georgia's only regular season loss was to at home to 4-8 South Carolina. You, you never really know, right? Uh, and, and that's what makes this has made this season so fun is, you know, I could see Michigan State losing a game and still beating Ohio State and Penn State because they could go lose a game to Purdue. Like, that's how this season has gone. You know, it's yeah. just it's been a really wild well, season. I think that's what happens when there's no great teams because they're not as far ahead of sort of the rest of the pack as they normally are. And you know, look, we've got Navy this week. That's the game, and it's always, you know, it, it's always one to to sort of generate a you know a lot of external your rah rah and that kind of stuff. But I, I think one of the things that got mentioned is well, Cincinnati struggled with Navy a couple of weeks ago. We've watched enough Notre Dame Navy to know that you know there might be some times where you dominate Navy, but because of the of of that offense, it is it is always a game that kind of has you sitting on the edge of your seat. You know, it's like are we are they ever going to get the ball back? You know, and it's like mm -hmm. you take your win over Navy and you move on. It doesn't matter what the score is, in my opinion, in 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 any given year. You take your win over Navy and you move on. That is definitely true it. when it yeah that's definitely true when it comes to just overall Notre Dame's record. hundred percent agree. I think in this instance, however, when you're looking at Notre Dame, Brian Kelly has to accept something. If Brian Kelly genuinely cares about winning championships, right, he has to look at this t season and say, "Look, I have four. We have four games left to make an impression." And one thing that we know the committee cares about is just whooping a team. And I'm not talking about running up the score. That's different. I'm not talking about faking a punt on fourth and five when you're up 42 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. What I am talking about, however, is really being aggressive and trying to take it to opponents. And if you put your backups in, making sure that they are getting a chance to run the offense and try to go down and, and score within the framework of the offense as well, because they have to pound people. If they, Because if he's, if he's serious about wanting to win a championship, and he says that he is, he has to look at the fact that yes, we have it. We don't have much of a chance, but we still have a chance to be in the college football playoff. The only chance we have, however, is not just to win. You can't just go beat teams by three to ten points like you have all season. You have to destroy your next four opponents, and none of them are any good. I mean, Navy's two and six, and we can talk about you know the history and all that. And you're absolutely right. There's been some bad Navy teams in the past that have given good Notre Dame teams a battle because of the option. Mm -hmm. But Notre Dame has to pound Navy. They have to come out and do to Navy what a, a, a top 10 team is supposed to do to a two and six team and that's crush them because if they want to have any shot at, at you know maybe surpassing Cincinnati with with an outside shot of Cincinnati continues to not play great down the stretch they have to have a you know Notre Dame has to be able to look at the committee and say hey that one day in early October that was just a bad day it was no different than Bama having a bad day against Texas A&M a week later or anything like that we had a bad day 
but we're a much better team, and, and we're going to show you. Because why is Alabama two despite having a loss to Texas A and M, right. who's ranked much lower than Cincinnati? Right. It's because they've crushed just about everybody else they play, and that's something that Notre Dame is going to have to do. Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated website. So what what would be your plan of attack offensively against a team that obviously wants to possess the ball, shorten the game, that kind of stuff as much as possible? What's your plan of attack against Navy this week? You know, Sean, I uh, I tend to be a little skeptical and critical of things Brian Kelly says in press conferences. <laughs> I don't know if you've picked up on that over the no, years. No, not at all. Never. He actually Never made a comment that makes me gives me hope that he understands what they have to do. He made a comment about how you have to push the ball down the field. You have to attack. Right. And the reason you do that is is because Navy can't stop you. So, you know, he talked about you know, playing into their hands. So if you put an eight point eight minute drive together and you get seven, that's playing right into Navy's hands because, you know, that's one less possession. You just you just took three possessions off off the clock. Mm-hmm. You want to come out and do what Notre Dame did to them in twenty nineteen, which is attack, attack, attack. And that's what Chip Long did to them when they played each other in two thousand nineteen. And that was it an eleven win Navy team that year. If you right. remember that was the year that, that Malcolm Perry ran for over two thousand yards yeah. and just had a phenomenal season. That was their last well, that, good season, yeah. Yeah. That Notre Dame was that game was over at halftime. I mean, it was thirty-eight to three at halftime because Chip Long came out and they went on the attack. Notre Dame in the first half, uh, they had their first drive went eleven plays and seventy-five yards and took five minutes. But their next drive was two plays and seventy-three yards. That was when Ian Book hit Ian Book uh, hit Chase Claypool up the seam for a long touchdown. Then they had a four-play thirty-nine-yard drive. Then they had a seventy-yard one-play seventy-yard drive. That was the post route to to Braden Lindsey. Uh, and then their last drive took some time off because then you get the ball back with four minutes left and, you know, hey, look, just get a score. Don't let Navy get the ball back. You know, and then they came out in the second half and, and their first drive of the third quarter, they, you know, they go 78 yards and seven plays. You only took two minutes off the clock because you were aggressive. And the point being, you, you go on the attack, you score, you score fast. So if they want to take eight minutes off the clock, that's fine. We're scoring at two minutes and we're going to get the ball back again. And, and that's the key is you, when you score, when you get the ball, you've got to score, obviously. And if it takes you 10 plays, it takes you 10 plays. But you're always looking to create that big play opportunity. You don't just come out, throw four verts every play, right? Like that's not what I'm talking about. But yeah. you look to push the tempo still, attack. And when you get that opportunity for a big play, if you see a, you know, if you're Tommy Reese, like, hey, they're over pursuing on the backside, then hit them with a jet or hit them a reverse or hit them with a screen and look to create that big play. I think that's the key to try to steal yourself a couple possessions at the end of the game. Other side of the ball, no Kyle Hamilton this week for sure. This seems like the kind of opponent where those other guys should be okay. Wouldn't it seem that way to you? Yeah, I was so happy when they said that Kyle Hamilton – it's going to sound weird, but I was so happy when they said Kyle Hamilton wasn't playing this week. Yeah. Because a six foot four kid running the alley against how they play on in the slots is going to get cut in the knee. 15 times. Yeah. And so you've got guys like DJ Brown and Houston Griffith who need to step up and they, they should be okay. I mean, you know, normally every week during pregame, one of the things I do at Irish Breakdown is I do a recruiting comparison. You know, how does your lineup stack up against theirs from a recruiting comparison? I didn't do that this week because most of Navy's kids don't even have recruiting profiles. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they were, you know, two, zero star recruits and they have some twos and occasionally a three star kid, but. You know, it's it's a it's not a talent. I mean, Notre Dame has way better talent. For Notre Dame, it's about coming up with a sound game plan defensively, which I think that they'll do. It comes down to making sure everybody knows exactly what their job is, and then do that job, and then tackle better. I mean, that's the big thing for me is if ever, if they're disciplined and they tackle better, which they have not done the last two games, 
then they'll shut Navy down. If they're not disciplined and they don't tackle well, then Navy's going to get some cheap points and some cheap yards, and that's going to, you know, that's going to, um, to to really make this a more competitive game than it should be. And we've got it coming up Saturday afternoon at 3.30 here on WSBT. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. What else is going on right now over there? Well, obviously there's a, a, a 2023 in-state linebacker from Indiana named Drake Bowen that's going to be announcing a, a commitment tonight to yes. either Notre Dame, uh, Clemson, or Auburn. We will carry that at 9 o'clock at the Irish Breakdown podcast on YouTube. So you can check that out. But, of course, uh, we'll have analysis of what he decides right afterwards, so make sure you keep an eye on that. And then uh, uh, we'll continue our, our Navy prep as we, we – uh, we get in towards the week and get towards game day. All right. Sounds good. Check it all out at irishbreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated Notre Dame website. Brian, thanks as always. I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. We'll- Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.